Hello and welcome to Jerry Anderson, Heroes and Villains. Stay on this channel. This is an emergency. Each episode, we'll choose at random a story from an Anderson show ranging from Fireball XL5 to Terrorhawks. I think this frequency should be put on priority monitoring. We'll then look at the hero and villain of the tale, discuss any behind the scenes, actor information, and I'm sure numerous tallies. Shadow control to all stations. We have a red alert. Repeat, condition is red. And at the end, crucially, we're going to vote for them. Stand by for action. Well, here we are back in 1970. Ian and I, we've grown our sideys out for the occasion, have we not? We have, yeah. We're wearing our, our far too tight jumpsuits. <laughs> <laughs> and driving in cars with going doors. Yes, indeed. Yep. We are back in UFO for the second UFO. time, and here we go again, like we have with all the last uh, few uh, of these episodes. We are now unrestrained by just the pilot episode, so we are in the later stages. We are in Boreham Wood now, aren't we? We uh, are, yes. We're, this, um, this, is, this is season two, isn't it? Oh, what? Essentially, the yeah. Batch of, it, uh, it's like a reboot yeah. while the, um, while the uh, show was still in production. Yeah. They moved, they culled an awful lot of the characters and brought in new ones. Yeah, it must have been weird because they, there was no um, there was no schedule to show them in order or anything, was there? So a lot of ATV places showed them all over the place and in, in weird order. So I wonder if they mixed up, like you would be watching it and suddenly watching season one and getting a, a season two episode and going, oh, where's Alec gone? Yeah, where's Alec Freeman? Yeah. Why, why is Virginia Lake, you know, yeah. in why, charge? Why, yeah, why is she suddenly uh, not constantly looking behind her? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, yeah. so the, the, the reason uh, we're doing this one is because, as I say, we've got a short little uh, uh, audio of me meeting Darren Nesbitt um, yes. uh, later charming. on. He, 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 he's, he's lovely. He, yeah. yeah, yeah. He is one of those uh, old-school rogues. Yes, I think ro he's got roguish charm, hasn't he? He's got a bit oh, of the old, uh, uh, yeah. He's got he's Peter O'Toole, yeah, the a twinkle Oliver in Reeves. his eye, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Sort of guests that they would have loved on like Wogan and Russell Hart, a raconteur, yeah, a raconteur. That's the word, yes. yeah, with, with a glass of whiskey. Speaking of which, I I predicted before I sat down to watch this that our dodgy tally would be enormous. What with the amount of smoking, drinking, leching, but yeah. I don't think there was one glass of anything no, to I be seen at all. I didn't. I I didn't see anything. Nothing jumped out, and um, nobody was smoking. No, um, there wasn't that. wasn't a huge amount, other than the normal level of sort of sexism in it, either. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I, I I don't remember this. I don't think I've ever seen it before. You have <laughs> never seen it. No, no, it didn't ring a bell at all. I've not. There's quite a few UFO episodes I haven't seen, mostly from the second batch. Right, because um, I started working my way through the uh, the the rather wonderful Blu-ray set with the big novel that comes yeah. with it, um, and I, I didn't get that far, and then for some moved on to something else. So yeah, so these UFO episodes, a lot of them are going to be um, completely new to me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So hold off on what you think about the story until yeah. uh, we reach the part in this show where we decide does it go on our top tens or not, and you can yes. okay. you, you can give your verdict. All right. So we'll we'll start and we'll start talking about it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Craig. 
Hello, Master. Please enter. I'm afraid I can't spare you much time. Ed and I are flying off to the Cape in an hour. Did you know we still haven't located your ship? The one you crashed in? Really? Are you sure the map reference you gave us was the right one? Yeah, I was pretty groggy at the time. Could have been one mile, two miles either way. Do you remember anything more about what happened? No, no, mind is, you know, very much of a blank still. Don't you find that a bit worrying? No. still the same fellow, you know. Are you, Craig? Now, what's that supposed to mean? Virginia Lake thinks you've changed. Ah, Virginia's just... And you give blind men the creeps. Are you out of your mind? And you tried to kill me. Now, what the devil are you talking about? Jackson did a test on you. Yeah, well, he does lots of tests. One in particular where he put you in a cabinet. Yes. What about it? When you were inside that cabinet, you were isolated from all communication of any kind, even radio waves. Really? Inside that cabinet, your brain pattern stopped. You were inert. A nothing. A body without a will. Now, look here, I know that you have never liked me. I think the aliens snatched you out there. I think they burned out the personality centers of your brain and then programmed you so that they could control you with radio waves. I think they sent you back here as a kind of guided missile to kill Ed Straker. Now, I mean, if that is really the case, oh, Master, then you're wasting your time, aren't you? I mean, you can't reason with a robot. <laughs> For the first and only time in this show, you have Virginia Lake in a purple wig. I, I was going to ask you that, because it started, and I thought, oh, is this meant to be a flashback? Because what? why is she on Moonbase in a wig? Um, and I was going to ask you, oh, this, is this what her job role was? So this is the only episode she does it in, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's it's weird, the... isn't it? Do you reckon this was meant to be a different character in the script? And they went, well, we've got Colonel Lake. Do you reckon yeah. his love interest was meant to be someone different? No, I, th- I think it was always meant to be this love triangle. Um, I, I got but... to say, of all the of all the people I've seen in those awful moon-based wigs, she looks good in it. Of course, it she does, suits doesn't her. she? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of her wig that she's wearing when she hasn't got that no, wig on that, because that it's blonde, just too yeah. big. Uh, it's enormous. My mum had hair like that in exactly the same time. It was yeah. it, yeah, it, it was, was an unfortunate time in hairstyles. Yeah. It was when I was. I think it, it was when hairspray had just come out, but it wasn't very. It was basically spray on varnish, wasn't it? Yeah, the old silvercreen hairspray. Silvercreen, you know, harmony, um, harmony. Yeah, harmony. <laughs> they brought didn't they bring out harmony for men or something? They tried to market a. A men's version of the spray, didn't they? And it, I don't think it went very far. No, Bill Cream. Do you think Mike Raven used that? I think so, yes. Yeah. I reckon he went. He was a four-can-a-day man. Yeah. There's a crossover for, for two of our shows, isn't it? It is, uh, yeah. Yeah, so there she is. She's in charge. She's up on, yep. on Moonbase, being chatted up by our character today. Yes. Old Craig Collins. Do, do you think... Do you think there's any real affection between these two? Because I... 
even in the in the bits before he goes away and comes back in this little bit i thought he comes across as a bit of a a twat bit of a and, twat and a bit of a creep and she's a just creep, being yeah. bit, bit, bit yes. tolerating him and being yep. polite but she wants to tell him to f off basically that's what i that's the impression i got that he's he's basically uh, uh a lech that's intruding on her space and because this was the 70s even though it's meant to be 1980 yeah, it was like you, women sadly had to tolerate that sort of nonsense. Mm. But I don't later on when when they're sort of saying love triangle and all this sort of thing. I never, I got, just got the feeling she probably was quite glad when he went. <laughs> yes, she said she cried yeah. and then got bored with crying. But no, yeah. I don't. I don't think. I, I, don't, I think they were tears of joy. Maybe I think so. I don't. Never got the feeling that there was any sort of big romance between these two. I think Craig did. Yeah. Oh, I think he did. Yeah, I think he definitely. I think he saw, he saw her, Colonel Lake, as his property. Oh, he, he outright yeah. says it. Yeah, it's you know? yeah, it's just yeah, it's such it's so weird watching it, thinking, is this meant to be cute? And you're meant to go, oh, look at this lovely couple. I just went, oh, I'll report him to HR. I think the person that fancies Craig the most is actually it's Ed Craig, Stryker. Yeah. Oh, Ed Straker. And Craig, yeah. yeah. Ed Straker's definitely. <laughs> Craig followed by Ed. Yeah. Going on. yeah. Because I love, I love, I love, before I say what I love, I like the fact that, you know, we've got some lovely model work of, of oh, his shuttle return yeah, to Earth. Really and I like we get a shot that, that it's not always the lunar module to go to and from yeah. Earth to the moon. You know, that they do have other vehicles because he's returning to Earth, isn't he, in this thing? Yes. Ship 534. And that's what I, I love in, in that. In just one line, when Ed Straker yeah. says to old Nuska Hempel, oh, ship, da-da, that's Craig Collins's ship, isn't it? Oh, yeah, he... Because like, I doubt he's memorised everyone that's in charge of different ships. Yeah, he's definitely got something for for Craig. And it's just... And, and it's not forced. You know that, that yeah. he, he, he's, he's, a, he's not only a friend of Ed's, but Ed looks up to him. Yes. Yeah, I think Ed, Ed probably f- feels he's the... He's the man he wants to be. Mm. It's like, don't do it, Ed. Mm. Better than this. <laughs> um, is is um, is this ship the Dove? Is it from uh, Journey to the Far Side of the Sun? That's later on, but this one. Oh, no. that was it. Yes, because yeah. it's definitely yeah later. On, oh yes, the when when he goes out with um with Craig the with space Craig book. on their date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the Dove in it. Because I was watching it going, this is this launch sequence really good. Is this been nicked from something else? It is totally yeah. from Journey to the Far Side uh, right. of the Sun, stroke uh, doppelganger. Gotcha. Yeah, the whole no, launch the, sequence yeah. and that Dove spaceship was reused. Obviously, right. I mean, we have shots of it alongside Sid. Derek Meddings just still had it on his yeah, shelf it on, in on his model shelf. shop. Yeah. yeah, that's right, because this first ship is completely different, isn't it? It's a, it's a nice model, but it's a completely different one. It looks and like it, a converted yeah. uh, Saturn V. Yes, it does. He, um, Craig has... Uh, has trouble with his Q circuit, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. I, 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 I like the way that um, you know he develops de- develops this fire in the cockpit, yeah. and as three UFOs come in, and to convey there's trouble with the ship, they have that stock noise of an aircraft crashing. Yeah, over the top, but that wouldn't happen. He's in space. Yeah, I know it's very, very strange. But I do like the fact that he's on the radio, and the mid, like the instant he says something and she she turns to strake and said he's got fire in his cockpit 
and suddenly they're concerned. And of course, this wasn't that long after the no. the Gus Grissom yeah, fire. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's one thing that in a very oxygen-rich atmosphere, any flame is usually terminal. So yeah. it's a really nice bit of, of of sort of acting going on. It's sort of uh, just to let you know this is a serious thing. Yeah. I was yelling at him the whole way through, just put your visor down. <laughs> Why are you coughing, man? Yeah. yeah. Now, this fire that happens, it obviously isn't anything that, the aliens are are involved in because they haven't no. arrived yet. They arrive after the fire has started. We have three UFOs coming in, um, and what they—I mean, we—we'll never know lucky how, they, how the aliens yeah. did all this. But this part isn't their plan. No, we've got three UFOs coming. Um, there's that great shot of the three UFOs. One of them is really close up to the camera, and the other yeah. are two in the background. Um, and I like I like Sid's uh, predicted target this satellite when, yeah. when one of them uh, veers off. Poor Sid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the aliens' plan then. So, if they didn't set this up, which I like you, I I can't see how they could have. Um, what happened to Craig? Then did did the other two ships take his ship? And then bring him back and put him on the island to be found? Or did he crash onto the island and the aliens found him there and did something to him? It must be it's the former, bit, because, yeah. because, you know, Colonel Gray says at the end, you know, we haven't found your ship. It's not where you yeah. said you crashed. So, like, so oh. the ship wasn't there. Yeah, you're right, actually. They do say that, don't they? That, yeah, Colonel Gray, who, who's great. I love him. A castus, isn't it? Um, yes. He's, he's the best thing in this episode. Um Oh, we're voting on him, yeah. by the way. This is a oh, double oh, one. Cool. It's Craig Collins and Colonel yeah. Gray. I thought. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's that's good. Um, and is that is that um, Miss Moneypenny? It is Miss Moneypenny. I do you know. I was looking. I said, no, nah, they wouldn't. She wouldn't have done. Lewis Maxwell doing this. I think you're more distracted by that hideous dress she's wearing. Oh, it's awful, but isn't it? <laughs> it is Miss Moneypenny. The uh, as Miss Holland because Miss Eland, the the actress playing Miss oh, yes, Eland, yeah. she was away on holiday or oh, something, right. and and she couldn't be there. So which yeah. makes sense that he would have rotating cover. Yeah, it's a bit on the nose, isn't it? Do you think poor Lois Maxwell was typecast? If they if they ever what, if they secretary? got a receptionist rec- yeah uh, secretary they go she can play that yeah but it, while we're talking about James Bond we might as well mention old Paul Foster this is the first time we've yes. ever seen Paul Foster um, good old Mi- Michael Billington who of course went up for the role yeah I could uh, see him playing it I could yeah. see him being a good Bond he he, he was in Spy Love Me he shot at the very beginning isn't oh, is he, he? Oh, going right. down the ski slope yeah um, he um he'd got the chest for it hadn't he. Yeah, I've, I've never seen anyone with such coiffured chest hair. Oh, and we're going to see He's more got, in, yeah, in, in, in in the infamous sauna one. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we move on, what do you think of his natty blue purple outfit, old Paul Foster's? Uh, yeah, it didn't didn't uh, it didn't it's appeal the 60s, to me. Isn't it? Yeah, There's, it's it's the one thing that that really dates this, isn't it? This show is the fashion. And the colours. Yeah, the colours and that. It, it, it's weird to think... Everyone thinks that the fashion they're wearing at the moment is going to endure. Mm. And it never does. Nope. Um, but We've I don't got think... photos we, we look back at, especially oh, God, in the 70s, yeah. some of the early 80s as well. It's like, what yeah, the hell yeah, was I like, wearing? Yeah. And I know it's difficult to uh, to predict. 
Um, but I, I, whereas like something like Space 1999, that's almost come around again where you can look at it and go, okay, they're uniforms. Yeah. So, and, and you've, you're distanced from those, you know, that everyone was wearing those flares and people thought flares would last forever. And, and you're distanced. But for some reason, UFO hasn't done that with me. It just goes, oh, Jesus Christ, this is the... But I find that entertaining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's great to see. I mean, the, the all-in-one tight-fitting jumpsuit never really took off did it no and and quite rightfully yeah so. yeah um sid then gets shot and yes. you, you know he says predicted target this satellite but then he goes i've been hit in a very howl voice yes and referring himself to himself yeah i never i never quite worked out whether sid was meant to be uh sentient or not is he is he like howl is he like I, I I could never work it out because sometimes he's very computerized and sometimes he's almost a character. Yeah, well yeah. we'll watch out for it. Yeah, we'll 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 have our Sid right <laughs> yeah. in. Um, but I like it. It's a lovely shot of him drifting away. It's like, yeah, oh, it's really, you really no. feel. Oh no, that's really Can't good. That. That's really good. <coughs> we 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 then move forward eight, eight weeks. weeks. Yeah, eight weeks. Um, when Beardy Craig is found. Not for yes. one second do you believe that he's a- they've actually flown Darren Nesbitt out to no. an island. <laughs> That's the most that. unconvincing little bit of island ever. Mm. And uh, yeah, so so he's found. We get a first uh, proper shot of the back lot at Boreham yep. Wood as he's as he's walking back. And yeah, as you say, Gary Raymond um, yes. playing Colonel John Gray. And I cannot watch this without thinking of Jason and the Argonauts. No, no, he is he's a castus to me. Yeah. Um, although I. While I was watching this, because I like the actor anyway, I think he's great in um, and I, in Jason the Argonauts. And I always think when I'm watching Jason the Argonauts, when he's trying to, he's pretending to help Jason. I always, I always think, I oh, wouldn't it be nice if he was a good guy mm. and he wasn't a bad guy and he did turn a leaf now. So it was really nice watching this because I immediately thought because he he tended to play those sort of parts. So I thought, oh, he's going to turn out to be a wrong one. Mm. But he's not. He's straight as an arrow. Yeah. Uh, uh, did he ever appear again? No. Ah, uh, what a shame. He's such a great character. Yeah. He, oh, he, he would have been good, and yeah, that's yeah. why we've got. That's why we've got a vote on on him today because yeah. he is a good character. Um, he has this tiff with Straker uh, about who's going to repair Sid. Yeah. And it's eight weeks since Sid was hit. Yeah, they've not they've not managed to do anything in eight weeks because, um. In a sort of totally believable bit, but also a bit mad, he's the only one that really understood Sid. Yeah. So if he if he had not been found on the island, what, were what was do? their plan? Just to go oh, lost ah. it. Well, here I don't know what what's happened, but in the script, the attack which damages Sid doesn't happen until after Craig has been found. Oh, okay. And that makes much more sense. Yes. Because now it's like where's well, Blooming lucky that there haven't been any, um, you know, UFO attacks in the well, last I'm, I'm eight weeks. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to say, do you reckon that uh, the UFOs have been like abducting people all over the place in the last eight weeks, and they don't know anything about it? Yeah, they just go, oh, we're not sure. Oh, yeah. um, interesting. We see Craig come back, and he immediately, yeah, he's a bit of an ass, and he wants to go straight back to work, and it, so it, straight away alarm bells are ringing. And I don't know whether they would have rung before because, yeah, he comes across as a as a right sort of sexist pig stroke abuser mm. in these bits. And I, it would have been really nice 
to have had him as a recurring character beforehand so that you could get to know him and perhaps like him. You yeah. know, he's a he's a James Bond style figure. He's you know, you can see why uh you know, like Straker idolizes him. Build him up and then you turn him. Because that would have been amazing. It's yeah, such a shame. Paul Foster. Yeah. That if, would oh, have been a shock. I was yeah, I was gonna say, do you imagine if this would have been Paul Foster that went away? And not in the normal way where they go away and they come back and people people suspect them, but you're going, Oh, of course it's not. It's all right. How, actually do it where the character that you've grown to to know and and respect and you know uh, enjoy gets ruined by the alien. That would have been amazing. And killed <laughs> at the end. Yeah, and killed. Um, that I, I'd love to have seen what Jerry Anderson would have done had he been making shows now where everything is arcs and season arcs. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been he would have done really good stuff because. This and Space 1999 both suffer from the... It's the episode of the week. Yeah. There's no... They're all standalone, term, aren't they? Yeah, all standalone. There's no long-term drama, you know. And it's such a shame because he just... He does come across as an absolute shit, this guy, this Craig. And it's like, was he before? Did everyone really secretly hate him before? I don't know. It seems to be the yeah. only person who likes him. Yeah, yeah, literally. The one person that doesn't really work with him yeah. likes him. There is good chemistry between the two, the two actors. It's all quite chummy, isn't it? Yes. Between oh, the, Craig yeah, and the, Ed. Yeah, the, the chemistry is really good between all of them. Because, yeah, with, he, they do come across as, as old mates with Ed. He comes across really antagonistic towards Paul. He comes across as creepy with um, uh, with uh, uh, Colonel Lake. Colonel Lake, and his his sort of attitude to his nominal boss, Colonel Gray, is wonderfully sarcastic and abusive, isn't it? He's yeah. no respect whatsoever for him. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 character work in this is is really top notch. Yeah, yeah. I like the way he says, uh, I'm, I'm going back up to Moonbase. I've got some unfinished business. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, basically, he's, he's, using, <laughs> he's using government space shuttles like an Uber service to go and chat up his bird. Yes. And um, unfortunately, he interrupts Paul and Virginia. Yes. Um, now, this is the only time in the show where there's any hint that they might right. be emotionally okay. uh, uh, being drawn to that- each other. That suggests to me again that perhaps this was meant to be a different character, or because different I, three characters, or different three characters. Yeah, because I was, yeah, I was going to ask you as well. Uh, was there any, was was it a recurring thing that Paul fancied Veronica, or no? This is I the only time in the yeah. show. Oh well. Yeah. So again, comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Works for the episode. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and. Immediately, he's eyeing it all up, and it's like, okay, yeah. okay. And it, does this garner a, a, a dodgy point? The whole good to see you've been keeping an eye on things, he says to Paul, looking across at Virginia, and then I, to Virginia, yeah. how about a coffee then? Yeah, I think that's got to go on because got- a, it's a sexist remark. He's he's basically talking to, I'm presuming his boss. Yeah, you know, and and demeaning her by saying you know go and make me a coffee at least he didn't slap her on the backside like bond or whatever mm. um but yeah i he's he's definitely 
his attitude seems to be, uh, I'm okay if, if you had been seeing her while I was away and keeping her revved up. But now I'm back, <laughs> Paul. Yeah. It, very, very dodgy yeah. attitude he's yeah, got. That is a worthy dodgy yes, point. I think it's got to go on there. I do love the fact that um, the first inkling that uh, Acastus gets is when they play the game of chess. Mm. And it's like, why, why bother? I've beaten you every single time. And then gets beaten. Yeah. Um, nice to see Star Trek 3D chess. Yeah, that exists in this base. 1970. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Virginia Lake gets the first inkling something's wrong when, when he gives her a kiss, but then gets rougher and rougher. And she says, yes. you didn't leave the jungle, you brought it back with you. She should have reported that immediately. Yeah, that, 100%. It's, and that's, that's the point where I thought, no, there's no, she had no feelings for him. This is, I get the feeling, even if he hadn't gone away and been abducted by aliens, a couple of days after his last mission, he would have been doing this anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely uh, someone that should be on a list somewhere. Yeah, so you've got alarm bells yeah. should be ringing there. Alarm bells should be ringing when Gray's done these uh, tests and, and reckons yep. that there's a love triangle developing. Yeah, it, a- anyone should be able to see that Collins isn't normal at this point. Um, so alarm bells should be ringing for everyone. Yeah. Um, but it's really weird. He's acting like he almost wants to be found out. Yeah. So I, I wonder if I might be reading too much into it, but do you think that the real Craig knows something's up with him and he's trying to, it's almost to scream for help well, in the only way yeah. he can do it? Yeah, because I was going to ask, when when he does, you know, the things the aliens want him to do, is he aware he's doing it? Yeah, I I think he is, but I don't think he, he really wants to do it. So I don't know whether any of this, you know, is the is is forcing uh, Colonel Lake to kiss him. Is that like, is he desperate that someone will go? Well, hang on, oh, this so, isn't so. Normal. The real Craig is yeah doing that. is doing it, you know. But it's it's very interesting stuff. It's very, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very deep script for you know a, a show like this. Really, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you say the the 3D chess um, that should have set alarm bells, yeah. you know, to Gray, but he he knows something's up. Gray Gray knows something's up. Yes, he, oh, he, straight he, away. Yeah, he he twigs, and I I like this because he's so professional in the way he deals with it. It's like UFO seemed to throw up characters that were just really good at their job in a believable professional way. And I, I'm thinking of um, Dr. Jackson as well, mm-hmm. one of my other favorite characters who, uh, and Gray is the same sort of character where it's like, sometimes you see, you get a, a main character in the show or a secretary and you go, how did they get that job? How did they, you don't believe they're mm. doing stuff all the day, uh, but these believable at what they're doing. I think, yeah, Gray, Gray handles this really well, except right at the end where he, goes to confront him by himself yeah you should yeah that that, that, that that was a mistake yeah always fails that yeah do we do we know at this point in the series has it ever come up before that you the aliens can take over a human i can't remember i can't remember and this is going to be the problem in in that we're flitting around yeah we're not watching it the the time frame ian can i just pause for a second i've just realized it's pouring hard and one of my models is outside oh god with a paint drying hang on one second hang on 
Sorry about that. That's it's just right. clicked that my model was outside. I was looking out the window. Oh, look, look it's starting to really rain. It's like, oh, no, my model's outside. <laughs> it's um, It's been absolutely chucking it down here as well. No, I think the weather's changing now. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that, listener. Um, where's my notes? Oh, there we go. Um, what were we saying? Where were we? Let me have a look. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right. He is. He's ultra-professional, Colonel Gray. He takes it to Ed, doesn't he? He says, look, I'm, I'm worried about how um, how Collins is treating Foster. Yeah. Yeah, he, he takes it to, to Straker. And what's weird is Straker, in all, all the episodes I've seen, <coughs> Straker is not usually one to be blinded by friendship. No. He's normally the other way. It's like we've been friends for 20 years, but... Eh. I, I always think of him as having no friends. Yeah. You know, yeah, his life it's... is shadow, you know? Yeah, I suppose what perhaps what we needed is a fleshed out Craig where he's perhaps saved uh, Ed's life in the past. Yeah, maybe we should have had a flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah something. Because, yeah, Ed is, is usually, he's the Spock type character and he doesn't, doesn't let emotions sort of work, do his work for him. So it's, this was quite jarring to see him. It's like ignoring, you know, legitimate concerns. Yeah. You know, even if the guy's not been uh, abducted, you know, he's not been abducted and taken over by aliens, he's been stranded by himself for eight weeks. Mm. You don't let someone like that go straight back to work. No, no. Um, okay. I need to in a in a in a episode of terrible costumes. Uh, Ed's is the worst in this. There are some bad bad fashion choices in this. Hmm. Yeah. Um. What do you make of the scene where you know um, Gray and Collins are walking across the back lot and oh, you've got yeah. the blind bloke? I like I like this. I wish they'd have played a bit more into this. Yeah, we got this blind bloke. I presume is someone high up in. Uh, the studio or something like that i don't know who he is um some sort of government person or something like that but um yeah he stops he stops them and says uh where's where's such and such and i love it that uh gray goes and points it's over there (laughs) um he's blind uh but then he he talks to craig and he senses something alien yeah, which was really nice point. It's like, oh, don't just, oh no, it's gone. It's like build this up a bit. Well, there was going to be more about that. Oh right, it makes because it's it's such a good scene, really well no, done. That, there was more of Gray questioning Sir Esmond. Yeah, that about would have been, I'd have liked to why he's that. unsettled. Yeah. What 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 is he sensing? You know. Yeah. Um, and then they're back on Moonbase. They're flying yeah. back back backwards and forwards. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether it's out of order or what, but. Yeah, they're they're up and down like like I said, like it's an Uber service. Um, by God, those inflatable pillows look uncomfortable. Why would you go to the? Tr- I, I know they're making this look like space age and everything, yes, but yeah. but that, that there's nothing practically wrong with the pillows that we have now. Exactly. Why, yeah. Why would you make go to all that trouble of making a plastic bag of yeah. air? Something that's that you're just going to sweat into, stick to. I mean, we've all we've all gone camping. And you you have an inflatable bed, and the sheet comes off it that you put over it, and you wake up with your face stuck to it. Yeah, um, it just looks awful. But again, it's the old, it's the future. Yeah, all, in nineteen eighty, you'll all be having plastic pillows. Yeah, don't think it, so. 
you say about Straker's outfit, these gym jams that oh, uh, God, the guys yeah. are wearing, they're awful. They're terrible. It's like space yeah. gym jams. Um, I do like as well that, that the the air gauge outside of Gray's quarters is unreadable. What? How can you have a dial <laughs> like that? It's got two sections for no air, yeah. one section for high air, and then past the no air, it's got another section for low air. Yeah. What? Oh, terrible. <laughs> um also, it's good though. Yeah, it's it's a good good sequence. And um I was actually gripped by this when when Grey sort of semi wakes up and he's the oxygen's gone. Uh yeah, I was like on the edge of my seat. It's like, oh bloody hell, this is really good. This is And so it's all well in done. silence. That's what I like yeah. about it. It's yep. all in silence until he actually gets out of that room. Yep. It's it's like two thousand and one, isn't it? It's yeah. silence is everything. Because it, it and what's good about it is the silence is gradually added. The sound goes down. So it's like as the air runs out, it goes into silence. Like, that's clever. It's really mm. subtle, but subconsciously you really buy into it. Um, I do like that uh, no one believes him, though, do they? No. No. Then we, we can't then. Yeah. 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 Dr. Jackson. Dr. Jackson. Vladek Shebal. Yeah. Who is great. As such a good character. Um, I love him. I, yeah, I, th- I think he's my favourite. I, really um, uh, Mitch and John, I, 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 I was on their um, James Bond podcast um, yeah. for uh, from Russia with Love, and we were talking about him. And I, I was saying about you know even in UFO, when he's a good guy, he's creepy as heck. Yes, he, um, <laughs> he's a good guy. Yeah, there's de- definitely. I'd love to have seen him do Jack and Ori. <laughs> but there's definitely there's something creepy about him but he's such a he's so good he's he's such a good out and isn't it weird that that like he's he reminds me so much of Barry Morse as uh, um as Victor in Space 1999 in that he's delivering utter rubbish yeah. utter bilge these theories but and you believe him you go yep yeah, i believe that guy even the episode when they, where, where, which is the cat with ten lives, when yeah. Doctor Jackson works out that the aliens oh, yeah. are controlling the cat, that's complete yeah. bollocks. What Doctor yeah. Jackson's saying, but, but he you, says it with such yeah. conviction. It is. It's like it's like when Victor says mad things, and you go, yeah, yeah, I, I buy that. Yeah. Look, look at him. He, he he looks trustworthy. Yeah, no, Doctor Jackson is great. Yeah, yeah. We've got the uh, the weightlifting scene between yes. Craig and and Foster, um, which is notable for this big close up we get of Paul Foster's blue eye shadow. Yes, um, I one thing I in my notes I've put in here is uh, they're lifting with their backs. Mm. Have they not been through any health and safety training? They haven't been in any training. Um, we used to get these a lot in. We had scenes like this in Star Trek where it would cut to Kirk at the gym. Yeah, work out. And it's a it's a weird thing to do, but at least this has a plot point because he he um he wants Craig wants Paul out of the picture because he wants to kill Straker or the aliens want to kill Straker. I don't think Craig does. Um, and it's quite a nice sequence, isn't it? Because you think, what is he doing? Oh, and he breaks he breaks his ribs. Yeah, but that plays into the uh, thing about you know I don't think. Craig is aware of what he's doing because no, he does seem quite so. concerned for Paul I after think so, he's yeah. done it, but he's the one who's done it. But, but I, I think, think the aliens. No, I think I think he's aware that what's happening, but he can't stop it. I think the aliens are controlling no, that. Right. So I think he, I think he honestly feels guilty. Yeah. 
Um, As he should. Yeah. <laughs> Craig then says, you know, Straker's the only one who can take over. It was them two who put Sid up there in the first place. Yes. Since when has Ed Straker been a technician? I know. Uh, we're, we're, we're veering dangerously into the person in charge does everything uh, sort of scenario here, aren't we? And what I like about Straker is he doesn't do everything. No. That's what he has people for. Yeah. He just organises it. I can't imagine him uh, flying up there and doing the nuts and bolts. No. But what I do like about that and what they should have done, what we were saying earlier, is at some point we could have had a flashback to a younger, you know, yeah. Ed Straker and Craig Collins actually working on Sid before it was launched yeah, or something like that. You, know? you could have you could have had uh, just taken the wig off of uh, um, Ed, just used his natural hair colour, and that's instantly, oh yeah, this is a flashback. Yeah. You wouldn't have to do a lot. Yep. <coughs> it would have been nice. Um, it would, this is almost deserves a feature film, doesn't it? Yeah. 45 minutes is a lot. They're cramming in so much into this. Um, I This is the point where I think... Uh, Acastus is playing his hand a bit strongly and a bit openly. Yeah, I mean, at least take some people with you. Tell people he's a he's a bit confrontational. Well, he confronts Straker and he says, "I think Craig Collins tried to kill me, but I've got no evidence." All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he warns Straker, "You shouldn't go." But Straker goes and he leaves Gray in charge, doesn't he? Colonel Gray is now in charge of Shadow, Uh, so off he goes to see Doctor Jackson. Yep. who shows him his isolator, this fabulous yeah. cabinet. He I love calls it a cabinet. Anyone else, anyone else, <laughs> I'd go, why have they built this? But Dr. Jackson, you go, yeah, wait. <laughs> I, can, I imagine he's got some nefarious purpose. With total conviction, running... he says all yeah. this. He, oh, yeah, because none of it makes sense. It's like, why have you built an isolation wardrobe? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> why is it just at the side of your office? Um, but yeah, you believe it. You go, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, I I I wonder if this whole thing he's working for Shadow is paying Doctor Jackson's bills, but in, he's also planning to take over the world. He's an evil genius, and and he's built this for some. That's you know, his nefarious yeah. plan. Yeah, I he, apparently when when you have your routine checkup by Doctor Jackson, yeah, you're asked to you walk in into a cabinet. Yeah. And then you're locked yeah. in there, and then you come back out again. Yes, we've t- we've tested your heartbeat and your blood pressure. Can you just get into this cabinet? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't, would you? You'd be nice. Sorry, Doctor Jackson. And I'll, he uh, he's done I'll nothing about this. Oh, no. old Jackson. He knows that you know um, there's no brain activity when Craig Collins went in there, but he hasn't yeah. reported it. He hasn't said anything. I want to see that scene where he he goes. He talks Craig into going and standing in a cupboard for 10 minutes. And he's looking at him going, there's no brain activity. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's odd. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we've got Craig's groovy pad. I, li- yes. I-, I-, I like yeah. his place. Yeah, his, his maid looks like Fanny Craddock. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yes, yeah. Do you think, do you think he, when he, he phoned the employment agency, I'd like a maid, please. Make sure she's a good bit of Fanny. And they sent along Fanny Craddock. <laughs> That's not what I meant. That's not... Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah, Gray makes a terrible mistake of deciding oh, yeah. to go to see Craig Collins completely by himself, yep. confronts him, says, are you the same person, um, and reckons he's under the aliens' radio control. 
Yeah, I, striker. He's guessed it, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, oh, he's, he's it I, I honestly thought, oh, he's going to have a backup plan. It's like he's going to do something, and then Ed's going to walk in. You know what I mean? Some, but he hasn't even got a gun or anything with him. No, nope. no backup plan. Just was he was he hoping that he would say, "Are you an alien?" And he Craig would have gone, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, darn. Games up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for his troubles, he gets smashed in the face with an airfix yeah. Saturn V. Yeah. Um, you notice you don't actually see it hit his face because it would have just broken apart. Oh, yeah, it? it would have. It would. It wouldn't. You might have got a cut off of it, but that was about it. They were very fragile, though. So I went yes. through many a Saturn V in oh, my youth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as I say, yeah. The whole launch pad and launch sequence is totally lifted from Doppelganger yeah. Stroke Journey to the Far Side of it's the Sun. All, I'm presuming all the gantry stuff is as well. Yeah, is it? all of that. It just looks amazing. It's like, oh, these are filmatic yeah. camera angles. Yeah. Ah, that that, makes that's sense. from the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Grey has been found by Fanny and yeah. uh, and is taken to the hospital unconscious. The timing on all this now is incredible, you know. He's yeah. unconscious for the amount of time. I think Ed Straker t- says it's seven hours to get to Sid. Yeah. Well, the doctors um, uh, uh, drug him, don't they? They go, oh, you've hit your head. Oh, yeah, he starts yeah. coming round, and they, yeah. they knock him back out again. Um, and it is... It is gripping stuff. It's like, oh, come on. And I love it. Finally, he's like, get me a bloody telephone. Yeah, I've, I've written that down. Is yeah. this... The only time you have proper swearing, I think, in, so. in a Jerry Anderson show, I, I think perhaps we we add it to the dodgy tally. Um, and I know nowadays it's quite mild, but back to, in the late sixties, bloody, you, you used to get complaints on Steptoe and Son, didn't you? Yeah, Where, yeah. whenever he would say that, yeah, All it was right. quite swearing quite in a Jerry Anderson. Word, so that, yeah, that's a two. All right, um, next. I mean, the the model works really good of of uh, as you say the dove. Yeah. Um, alongside Sid, and with the model, work, we get a clear understanding of the size of Sid. Yes. Um, have you got the UFO technical manual? Uh, I haven't, no. no uh, yeah, because I thought, hmm, um, is there anything of note to, to, to mention at this point? And not really. The only thing that I've, I've learned from the technical manual is, you know, at the front, it's got like the the, the locust head. Sid has got a locust yes. head. Yes. Yeah. There, there, there's, if, if those um, bulbous round things are its eyes just underneath where its mouth would be you've got like an upside down smiley face like a frowny face that's the docking port because uh, uh, an interceptor can actually dock there yep um and there is a there is a like a, um uh, a cockpit in sid and it's about the same size as a a, a saturn 5 thing do, it seats, seats like three people do we ever see uh uh, a, an interceptor dock. No, um, you never ever see anything docked with Sid. Um, so this is, you know, extrapolation from the model work, and it's all guesswork. But, have you uh, ever made a Sid? I wanted to in that in that SIG yeah, magazine there's a, there's where, a thing, where the guy had the ping pong yeah. ball and plastic card. And, and yeah, it, I made the moon hopper. Oh, you um, did? Yeah, I made the moon. Hopper. I still got it on my cupboard. No, never the legs put it, me but... off getting the legs yeah. to be right. Put me well, off. they they used brass tube and soldered it, and I tried that, and oh god, that was difficult. Um, if I, I'll grab it out and send you a photo. But yeah, I always wanted to make Sid. I always thought Sid was a good design. Yeah, yeah, it's smart. Derek Medding's yeah. design, wasn't yeah. it? Um, and yeah, Paul Foster has got the call from Gray, and then calls yep. Straker 
just as Collins attacks. I mean, the timing yeah. or what? Timing is pretty. Yeah, another another two minutes. Straker presumably would have been dead. Mm. Um, although uh, Ed sort of maintains that he didn't try and kill him, didn't he? That you know, it, he's just it, out of yeah. it. Yeah, because he could have. It's ve- again very two thousand and one. It's very you know Hal and the Pod coming up on Frank Poole. Yeah. Um, but it's really really good sequence. Yeah, I, it's I a very Frank it. Paul moment. The, yeah. the 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 last shot when when yeah, he says when he he's... could have killed me, as as he floats away. Yeah. Do you know what what why that line's there? He could have killed me. Which uh, is, is it when you think that's an odd thing to say when he thing. has just tried to kill him and he yeah. said he could have killed me. Um, in the original script, it's Craig Collins who pulls out the air hose. Oh, and not Ed Straker. He commits suicide rather than killing his friend. Yeah. That would have been much they... better. But I yeah, guess I you, why. I guess you just need to have Straker be the hero. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it is. Um, I think that would have been a better ending if he had tussled with Ed, and then you know you cut to his face and you can see confliction, and he just pulls the tube out. Mm. Yeah, that would have been good. Perhaps yeah. they didn't want to have suicide on. Murder's fine, but suicide at tea time <laughs> on a Sunday. Yes. Um, so on behind the scenes, as I say, yep. there, there were a couple of cut scenes. There's the one with Grey questioning the blind bloke a bit more. Um, when, uh, when you see Craig Collins go and see Doctor Jackson, yep. right? Doctor Jackson turns around and Craig Collins is there, and it cuts. You don't, you don't see what that's all about. Well, there's a longer sequence to that because um, Collins uh, attacks Jackson and injects him with that amnesia drug that they've got. Oh, right. So Jackson won't remember that he's been there. I was going to say, wouldn't Jackson find it weird that he wakes up unconscious on his floor? But probably not. No. <laughs> That's no. probably a regular occurrence. Um, I didn't spot it, but um, in Colonel Gray's room, you know, before he... Um, uh, just before all the airs let out, there's an Action Man space capsule oh, right. oh, in, in that room yeah. somewhere. And um, yeah, talking about Action Men, they are Action Men. The model, yeah. the, the model work of the of the two of them doing the spacewalk, they are Action Men. Yeah, they, you can see the proportions are Action Men. Yeah, you know, slightly too long arms, <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, they were they were easy to get hold of then, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, the next bit is the dodgy tally, and we reckon yep. two this time, don't yeah. we? Which is pretty good, I think. Yeah. So, what's the difference then between this and the last episode, which scored hugely on the dodgy tally? Oh yeah, Alec. Yeah. See, I, as I say, um, when I nominated this last time, yeah. I, I said Craig Collins will give Alec a run yeah. for the money, but there's no smoking. No. And there's no drinking. No. And there's only it's... a little bit of leching. Yeah, just just a. I mean, what a world when we go just the normal level of legend. <laughs> um, and we only have um, one death in this, don't yeah. we? Which is Craig Collins Craig himself. himself. Yeah. So so all right. So what that means then in in the dodgy tally, UFO is still tops. Yep. With those two earned today, uh, its dodgy tally is twenty. All right. Yeah. And uh, the one death of Craig Collins makes its death tally of UFO only seven. It's still second from the bottom. Wow. It's the second least bloody of the, st- of the tale. Which sort of makes sense, because it, it does have a reputation for being a bit more thought-provoking than action as a yeah. series. Yeah. So. 
All right, that's the two tallies. Um, and now here we go. Here's this little natter I had with yep. um, with, with Darren Nebespit. I think it was at the beginning of the year. It might have even been a year ago. But uh, what? what? It's, been a, it's been a busy year, hasn't it? It has rather, yes. Yeah, be, yeah, because in the interview, I said we will shortly be starting a Jerry Anderson podcast. So it's, yes. before, it, yeah. it's before this show started. Anyway, so this is where I'm going to put the interview in, and I'll make a note of the time. Hello. Hello, how nice to meet you. And you, sir, and you. I'm so glad we came past earlier, and somebody had a folder on here, right? And it's like, oh, I hope there's a UFO. I hope there's a UFO. There is a UFO. So may I have your moniker on there, please, sir? Absolutely. Thank you very much. especially glad to see you because we're just about to start me and my my friend ian we do a number of podcasts okay on various subjects and we're just about this is an exclusive in the autumn we're going to start doing a jerry anderson one and what we do we've done mad max we've done all sorts of things jerry anderson you know the puppets yes one of them looks like me which one? I forget uh, which one. And I said to oh, Jerry yeah, Anderson, I've got here, so yeah. I was just missing that. I said, oh, one of them looks a bit like me. Like so me. Did you do that? Anyway. I finally jumped in and he was and like, I said, is that no how you think here. I am? Like, like Did he give you any money for it? That's my no. life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right, rewriting this week. And he? And he wrote Excellent. Nice man. Yeah. This, uh, this show we're going to be doing, we're going to look at each, we're going to look at different characters from all the different shows of his. Oh, right. And your character is going to be one of them, you oh, see. Right. So we're going to be doing a, a podcast on you and your character. All right. <laughs> right. I mean, did you enjoy your, your oh, you know, time I doing it? All. Did you understand it? Yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> Great. We <laughs> don't normally, we don't normally, like the prisoner. Well, nobody understood that. I don't even. Well, I was going to be the permanent number two. Were you? Yeah, because I was with the great organisation and put up the money. George Markstein, who was the creator of it, said, "We want you to be the number two because anyway, he wouldn't have it." And then George Markstein, well, "He won't have it. You know, where are we going to get all these number twos from? Where do they all come from? Where do they all go?" Anyway, so he said, "Well, we've got to do the first episode with you, which is now going to be rewritten." Because I said, okay. So I'm in the dressing room, and the director came up, and I won't swear because he's such a charming young lady. I appreciate that, thank you. He said, do you know what this is all about? And I said, I haven't got the idea what this is all about. He said, said, they said, go and see the first episode. I don't know what it's all about. And so I played him as if he didn't know what was all So about. he himself doesn't. Yeah, well, he, he looks a bit puzzled in that photo. <laughs> and McGowan, we, we didn't get on well, McGowan said, what are you doing? You're playing him as if he doesn't know what's going on. He said... No swearing. I said to him, no swearing. I said, you don't know what's going on. The whole unit, well, the unit I knew, the whole unit doesn't know what's going on. The director doesn't know what's going on. 
I don't know what's going on. And if you think I'm going to play someone who knows what's going on when he doesn't know what's going on, go and... Something. Off. <laughs> yourself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he went round the twist for me. He was yeah. really... Yeah. And you know he wouldn't have anything to do with women. And he was asked to do the Bond pictures, but he would never touch a woman. Really? Wouldn't kiss, wouldn't... Right, right. And he turned it down, big mistake. Unlike yourself, in some of your this roles. This is only my fourth <laughs> <role>. <laughs> Yes. This is what I liked about you. your character in, in UFO, you know. I mean, he's suave, he's debonair, he doesn't give a hoot. All the males hate him. Wanda Ventham was in love with him, you know. She's a lovely lady. Yeah. yeah. Lovely lady. Yeah. What can you do, typecasting? Yeah. <laughs> Right, I owe you some money. Fifteen pounds. Yeah, no problem. So good to see you today. I'm hoping we'll, I, uh, there's um, space left for the um, for the photo. Thank you very much. You know, you do this for so long. Yeah. And you don't realise you meet them. You know, people enjoy what you do. Yeah. And it's nice to meet people. You know, and I don't do this anymore. You know. No. Oh, it's great to see you. I mean, you're part of my childhood. I'm sorry, mate, mate, I make you feel old, but, you know, where Eagles Dare. I know, I know. Yeah. Extraordinary, isn't it? What do you I mean, get most recognised for? What do people remember uh, you most for? Is I think it? The Prisoner, Where Eagles Dare, Special Branch, I think. Sometimes. Right, right. But, um, I mean, I don't do this. I run a... We're now one of the leading drama examination boards. Okay. I've been doing that for some time. Although, as I was saying, I did make another film. Tucked. <laughs> Tucked, it's on prime television. Oh, 14 international film awards. Right. That's my that's, evening that's viewing. That's the next one. <laughs> that's my evening. Prime television. Anyway, lovely to meet you. Hopefully I'll see you later at the photo shoot. Of shoot-in. course, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much, Thank sir. You Thank, much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, So that was lovely, meeting Darren. Darren. Yeah, he sounds like a lovely fella. He, he's getting on a bit, but yeah. he's got a twinkle in his eye. He's still got a full head of hair. And utterly charming. I could have, yeah. I could have sat down and talked to him in, in a gentleman's club, uh, having a cognac with him. I could see him in a gentleman's club, yeah. Oh, in a, I, I think in a he's smoking been, jacket. Yeah. I think he's been through quite a few yeah. <laughs> gentlemen's clubs. So, Darren Nesbitt then, born in London in 1935. Okay. okay. Known for tons and tons of um, ITV stuff. He says it in that little talk. That you know, he he worked for ITC and ITV. Um, <laughs> it, if you look at his IMDb, he hardly did anything for the BBC. It no. was all well, ITV. There, there was very much a demarcation, wasn't there? That you you were you were BBC or you were ITV, and you generally wouldn't flit. That's why it's such a big thing when Eric and Ern went across, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like Ooh, they've gone to the other side. Yeah, it's very confrontational sort of situation back then. So, yeah, I. I don't know. I think he probably, although he probably missed out on appearing in a lot of shows that we like, I think ITC was probably the more regular wage mm. coming in. Yeah, yeah. And as he said in that interview, you know, he, he, he spotted a lot for Where Eagles Dare. Yes, yeah, very memorable in that. Yeah, and The Prisoner, where he played, yep. you know, Patrick McGowan's replacement. Um, but also, I mean, I, I don't remember it. I, I remember my mum watching it, but I can't remember much at all. But Special Branch was quite a big yeah, pre-Sweeney uh, detective show, wasn't it? 
And it yeah, was him and was George quite, Saul, wasn't it? Quite a rough and tumble show, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't one we watched as a kid. So. No, no, it, it it was like a more violent Zed Cars, yes, basically, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, Zed Cars for grown ups. Yeah, um, I didn't realise he's in Beermuth the Sea Monster. Oh, I didn't know that. That's isn't that a um like a Scandinavian film? Is it? Is that? The, oh no, I'm thinking of Reptilicus. No, that's Reptilicus. No, yeah. yeah. Um, and I like this. I, uh, um, he was in A Night to Remember. You know the film about that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, um, Titanic. Yeah. Do you know what is... He, he didn't have a name, but do you know what he's down in the credits as? <laughs> Go on. Stoker holding oar on upturned lifeboat. That's a very, very descriptive title. And I know exactly <laughs> who he is now, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's him. Yeah. There's an upturned boat, isn't there, that... Um, that uh, uh, what's his face? Kenneth Moore Kenneth. is, yeah, yes, light yeah. yeah, and uh, that he's trying to turn it the right way up, and uh, yeah, so he's the guy on the boat with him with the oar. Yeah, the man with the oar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can imagine Craig Collins uh, knowing a few oars, but <laughs> in the gentlemen's clubs. In the gentlemen's club, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Darren, he's got an Anderson tally of three. Yeah, um, because he was here in UFO, and then he was in the Protectors. Two times. Oh right. Um, I always I, forget that's an Anderson show. Yeah, I, I, I never liked it. No, that, there wasn't a hook. There wasn't um, a gimmick, and you didn't have like, unlike the uh, the Persuaders, where you had Roger Moore and Tony Curtis. There was no warmth or humour. No, well, yeah, well, I I always found um, the man from Uncle Guy, Robert Vaughan, is cold, Vaughan, very cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, because he was an ITV uh, um, stable mate type thing, uh, ITC tally 34, which wow. is really quite a lot. That is um, a lot. Yeah, so from start to finish in ITC shows, he was in The Adventures of Sir Lancelot. Right. With William Russell? William Russell, yeah. I was just about to say, yeah, 14 times. He was wow. in it, playing various play? characters. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> put a different helmet on. I wonder yeah. if William Russell at any point went to him, oh, you look like that guy I met yeah. last week. Um, oh, I didn't like him, though. You're much better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then an adventure series called Sword of Freedom, which oh, I've I don't know ne- never heard of. And I, I think this was the era of them, because the next thing was William Tell. He was in oh, that right, you yeah. know, William Tell thing eight times. He was in the 1958 uh, TV show of The Invisible Man, two who, times. Who was The Invisible Man in it? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen it. No. <laughs> it, might, <laughs> it might be lost. Yeah. You never know. Uh, then he was in Danger Man three times. Right. He was in The Saint once. He was in Man in a Suitcase once. He was in The Prisoner as the new number two. He was in The Persuaders and uh, then Return of the Saint, two oh, times. Ian Ogilvy, yeah. Yes, yeah. So that's his 34. Wow, well, okay. Right, here we go. So we've got a vote now on a good guy and a bad guy. Not very yeah. often we do good and bad. So we've got Craig and we've got Gray. Who would you like to talk about first? Uh, let's do Craig first. Craig, all right. The design of... Mr. Collins. Um, he doesn't really have. He, he wears a lot of different clothes in this, doesn't he's he? He's got a nice turtleneck at one point. Yeah, you know, a lot of turtlenecks. He's in. He's in the uh, um, astronaut jumpsuit quite a bit. Yeah, his sideys are like a cross between 
Steptoe Juniors and Captain Kirks. Because <laughs> they're very big, but they're pointed as well. They yeah. are, yes. Yeah, I wonder if that's a gonna... nod to Star Trek, to have pointy sideburns like that. Or they were just the thing at the time, perhaps. It might have been. Yeah. But nobody else in gonna... UFO has got them like that. Let's see if I can get some images of him. Oh, Craig. Craig. You put UFO He's... Craig Collins, you'll yeah. get it. Yeah, his sides are very, very pointed. You're right. They are yeah. very almost Captain Kirk style. Yeah, um, but rather large. That, again, that weird uh, late 60s, early 70s, very, very low so, side parting. Yes. They used to. Yeah, um, it, it's like a comb over when you've actually got a hair, yeah, hair and you don't need hair. it. It's yeah. very, it I mean, yeah, a lot of footballers at the time did, had it, didn't they? Yeah. I could see him as a footballer. Yeah, one of those seventies chunky yeah. footballers. Yeah. yeah. Um, Design-wise, I mean, it's quite, it's quite sort of middle of the road, isn't it? I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna have to give them just a, a middle of the road five because it's, it's there's nothing outstanding. It's not. I don't even think he gets really hideous clothes in this one. No, I, I gave him a point more for the sideies. Yeah. All right. So that's six and a half for design. And now we have the effectiveness of this character. Um, I would love to have seen more of him. Mm. I would love to have seen what he was like before the aliens got hold of him. Um, and I think as a recurring nasty, he would have been great. You know, as a not not quite a Doctor Smith style, but as as someone that's doing right, but for the wrong reasons. Mm. You know, um, we. So I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him an eight. I think I went up to a nine wow. because I, I, I love him. I love the way yeah. he just saunters in. He doesn't give a crap about no. What he's you wouldn't want to work with him, though, would you? No. no. You're happy to watch him, but you wouldn't want to work with no. him. No. So did you say an eight? An eight, yes. Yeah, an eight. All right. So that is plus that <laughs> divided by that is seven and a half. All right. So he gets a seven and a half. And then we've got Colonel Grey. Colonel Grey, who also has a, a natty line in uh, roll neck sweaters. He, um, he reminded me as well as a, a, as a very young sort of Tarrant. He's got that look about him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm trying to think if he had a, I, I did like his, uh, his sort of, I don't know whether you call it managerial, polo neck you know the blue one he yes wears. I, do, I quite like i think that suited him again i would love to have seen him as a recurring character yeah um but design wise uh i'm gonna give him a six okay i gave him a seven yeah so that's a six and a half same as uh craig he's got oh, the same and how effective uh i love this character i thought he was great um i'm gonna give him a nine and a half a nine bloody hell yeah i it, i mean i like the actor and as soon as he came on it was like it's a castus you're hey. you're you're prejudiced yeah. you're just I waiting am, for yeah. talos to come in and step on yeah. you or something aren't you well it would have yeah. solved the episode a lot quicker no i think it's a really good character because he's professional methodical he's not letting emotion get in the way he reminded me a lot of straker um, but a bit more personable with it. I would love to have seen him as a recurring character. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's 8.75 then, because I gave him an 8, and you oh, gave okay. him a 9.5, all right? So if I add that to the 6.5... It's going to get half, complicated when this Divided by 2 equals... 
6.7.625 so that's 7.6 all right yes yep okay so in the caravan park then on our final tally craig collins is in a caravan all by himself uh i think that's probably a good idea yep and with 7.6 colonel gray is in a caravan all by himself oh, they're next to each other though presumably. they are next to each other yeah, uh, but the nearest one to Colonel Gray is the alien from Identified. Oh, right. So we we have three caravans in a row, all UFO characters. Is UFO going to become quite a high score for characters? I think it might. Yeah, I mean, the lowest score we've got is from UFO, from UFO, is Craig Collins at seven and a half. That's the lowest uh, wow. UFO we've got so far. So, yeah, you, you, you might be right there. Um, no vehicle tally, really, because the dove doesn't count, does no, it? No, that would be a bit churlish to, to rate that yeah. when it was just stolen. Yeah. So, what do you think of it? We're at the point now where we decide whether it goes on our top 10 Anderson shows. What do you um, think of it as a story, seeing as you've I, never seen it? I've before? never seen it before. I loved it. I was enthralled all the way through. It, it didn't follow the sort of the cliche stuff doing it i wish it it had made a great two-parter mm. um it was a bit rushed but then i think a lot of anson shows feel rushed um but no i, I loved it it's definitely going into my top 10 where though do you just good, good question put it on remember. the bottom at the moment you have seven stories right go on go 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 from the go from the bottom right so yeah. It's either number eight, or yeah. is it above your number seven, which is Attack of the Alligators? Yes, above that. Uh, then you've got the very first episode of Stingray. Yep, above that. And then you've got Winged Assassin from Captain Scarlet. Uh, yep. Then you've got the Mysterons, the very first Captain Scarlet. Uh, yeah, I'd say I enjoyed it. Oh, oh, this is where it might get a bit uh, yeah. thing for you. Uh, your, your next one up is Trapped in the Sky from Thunderbirds. Oh. No, yeah, push push it above that. All right, and then number two is Earthbound, Space nineteen ninety nine. No, leave it leave it below Earthbound. Right, third place then. Third place. That's not bad. That's not bad, is it? Uh, it's funny because I've put mine um, directly below Earthbound as well. Yeah. But my Earthbound is in fourth place, but yeah. Earthbound is second place for you. All right. Okay. So would you say this, in your experience, this is? Uh, an unusual episode of UFO or do you think did you, did you pick this because you knew it was really good or did you pick it I, is I, it random well I, I picked it because we had the Craig Collins yeah. little snippet but I remember I, I remember Craig Collins being much more like Alec yeah and it's weird and I wonder wasn't. if you've superimposed Alec's behaviour Mm, maybe. When the alien mind-controlled villain behaves better than your hero. It's <laughs> a world we live in. Yeah, so there, there, there you go then. Uh, that's All right, no, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I that was, uh, it's not, and again, it's not, not something I would have probably put on to watch myself. You know what I mean? I'd have gone with some of the, the you know, the cat with ten lives and things like that. So, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good. I'm looking forward to when we come back to UFO. Yeah, yeah. But we're not. We're off to, uh, we go from 1970 to 1999. We do, yes. Next. And, uh, and I have no idea what you're going to choose. No, so, so this, was, this was the one where I think, well, do I, do I go with one that I know that I like? Do I go with one that isn't 
thing. And I thought, no, I'm going to go with one that that I remember liking, but I hadn't watched in a while. Um, I don't know whether this will narrow it down. Um, the, Is it season one or season two? Season one. Okay. And that weird that season two didn't even enter into it. It might be a while <laughs> before we get to season. Oh, I might have to. I might have to visit a season two just to. Because I still have I still have nightmares about when we did uh, the rules of Luton. No, that was bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Any, anyone wants to hear that one? It's on Eric's effectively speaking. I'll it, put a link. It's a whole episode. Yeah, it's it's worthwhile. We had a right laugh, but by God, that, that was, was dross. <laughs> um, this one, I hope I hope we'll enjoy it more. Um, this has. I don't know. I, whatever I say is probably going to spoil it. Uh, actually, this doesn't narrow it down that much. It's a Brian Blessed one. Right. Well, that. Oh, it does because I oh, said it, it's season it, one. Is it in an ice cave? It is. It's got Valerie Leon in it. Yeah. It, yeah. Is it Death's Other Dominion? Is that... It is. Yeah. yeah Death's yeah, Other yeah. Dominion. Yeah. The... Which I remembered. Um, I remember thinking this is okay, but. Uh, I thought it went over the top in a couple of places, but I will it will it stand up? Over the top, over the top with Brian Blessed in. I know. Never. I I very good. This is one that I um I I, I never think to watch. Right. Um, and I always remember very rare, but a piece of Martin Bauer model work that I didn't like. Because oh, you have right. that unfinished spaceship in a hangar, don't you? Oh and, yes, and it's yes. all like yeah, open and got from. good. Away. I I remember one scene. I remember uh, I for some reason Alan ends up with a, a girl in a bikini or something sat on his lap. And is it Valerie Leon? I I don't know whether it's Valerie Leon or not, but and I remember his his attitude is like uh, stuff. Stuff Moonbase Alpha, this is what I want. <laughs> so we, we might end up with a dodgy tally on Space 1999 of all things. Well, well. But, um, I think it's quite it's quite fondly thought of by fans, isn't it? It's never yeah. one that I think of watching. No, no. Well, that's what I tried. Because I, I did my original, my initial thought was um, you know, Dragon's Domain. Yeah, but if if we do yeah. Dragon's Domain, I know, that's one of the best ones yeah. out the way far yep. too soon. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I thought. It's like, nope. Can't can't do all the uh, the classic ones. Let's do one that I don't remember that well. So it'll be interesting to see if it stands up. Yeah. Oh, I Ooh, haven't watched it. A bit of Brian. I don't know even if I've watched it since since I got oh, the really? Blu-ray set. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, there is Valerie Leon in an, um She's uncredited, isn't she? Yes, she's I've just... got, I know when I uh, when I saw her in London and I got her to sign a photo. It was. I didn't know at the time, but it was a photo from this where she's in lightly. I don't know why on an ice planet they're wearing skimpy bikinis, but <laughs> perhaps Brian will be in one as well. What, in a skimpy bikini? Yeah, a skimpy bikini. Oh, boy, there's a mental image. Thanks for that. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm hoping the listener's not listening to this just before they go to bed. because uh, uh, nightmares. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck trying to sleep through that. Wasn't it, wasn't it Brian's birthday last week or something? It well? was. It was. Stuff on Facebook, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's still with us. Yeah, he's still going strong. Yeah, I have to get him on the show. If he dies between recording this and broadcasting it, I apologise. See, yeah. See, if I'd known you were going to choose this, Valerie yeah. Leon was at the Dr. Jekyll premiere on Wednesday. No, I thought you would have said hello to her. I didn't know she was there until the next day mm. when I started seeing photos. You could have gone up to her and gone, Hey! <laughs> and can you be on our show? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. Excellent. Good That's... stuff. I enjoyed that. That was good. Good. Uh... Good episode. Well done. Yeah, this is the thing, though. I mean, you know, we've got we've got this, we've got Space 1999, and then we've got... Terrible. Yeah, but yeah, but then we reset, don't we? Yeah. We do, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's me choosing Terrible. No, Space 1999. No, it's you choosing Terrible. It's me it? choosing Terrible, ah. and I can choose any of them, because I don't know any of them. I haven't got no. a blooming clue. No. I've, I've got the first, I think, the first season. Yeah, this is what we decided, wouldn't yeah. we? I would choose one from the second season, so you don't have to go out and buy the second season. So whenever it's yeah. Terrorhawks, you choose a, a season one, and I choose a season two. Yeah. All right. I think uh, it'll be on YouTube anyway, won't it? More than likely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent. Okay. Right. Well, see you in a couple of weeks then. Yep. Yeah, that's all right. right. See you then. Thanks Bye. then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.